Have you brought any fruits or vegetables onto the planet? Two weeks. Excuse me? Two weeks. Two weeks. Welcome to E-Society Podcast. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show, everybody. E-Society presents, or ESP presents, Rewind. Um, this is something new, something we've been doing before. Kind of just uh, shout out to the rewatchables. Uh, we've kind of got uh, the idea from them. But, uh, you know, when we do these shows, we always talk about old movies that we've seen a jillion times. And we're here to talk about uh this one this one it, it did have a remake i am maybe considering doing it with the original remake i'm not sure yet because i don't have the second or the remake and i didn't really care for it and i kind of don't want to waste my money on it but anyway uh we are here for 1990s total recall starring arnold schwarzenegger but before we get into that uh you know who's always with me the zisu he's right here what's up hey hey what's up all right, and uh, back, I don't know, for what he's basically part of the E-Society as well. Uh, we got we got writer-director uh, Mike Marin. What's up, man? Hey, hey, hey. Uh, Mike, Mike, fresh off the uh, Cinema Red uh, documentary, Natives and Horror. Before we get into anything else, man, I mean, uh, you've done uh, multiple watch parties, and there's been screenings uh, in other parts of the country. Uh, what's the feedback from it all? Uh, very little, <laughs> if anything. <laughs> I mean, God, I had two uh, two watch parties on Facebook because this coronavirus madness had to do it that way. But shout out to the, I don't know, 15 people that came total out of a group of over 400 people. At least I got 15 of you to show up and watch it, which is kind of bunk, but you take what you can get in this business. Um, That's it, man. Like, all, I got a bunch of notifications uh, this week from film festivals saying that they're delaying their decisions because um, because of the COVID-19 thing. And um, so it, it kind of put a it kind of put a damper on stuff. But I don't know. It, it's. I had fun showing it and, and you know, had people <clears throat> emailing me after and, you know, a couple of questions here and there, but that's about it. So I'm working on a, a new project right now about uh, another little short documentary about action figure photography. Oh, and, awesome. Uh, just reached out to, uh, uh, oh, uh, now that I got you on, uh, Sisu, I got to hit you up for some pictures if you want to if you want to be featured, because I don't have anybody on there that sent me pictures yet that does pops. Sure. Yeah. I've asked people and nobody, nobody responded. I got a couple people. I got a dude from Germany, one from Japan, another guy from the Netherlands, another guy from Greenland that sent me pictures that they want to be featured in the doc, but nobody wants to do pops. So you, if you want to send me some on, on Instagram, uh, that you want me to feature, I'll show them. So, and then yeah. I'll put the link to your page. But yeah, so that's that's what I'm working on now. And I got to tell you, man, that, you know, uh, 
every 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 artist thing you do always has a backlash and just i mean uh nez has seen one of these uh dudes try to come at me about my stuff and it's just it's <laughs> hilarious because it's like y'all take it so seriously i mean it's action mm. figures for christ's sake calm yeah. down you know and, and and then everybody wants to know who's the best and one dude summed it up he's like there is no best it's just whoever does it does it you know it ain't a competition yeah so I've, I've got a lot of shade thrown at me this week about my use of photoshop and it's like my response to that was well um you know i'm i'm following orders and staying inside and you know you can't hit on the fact that you know i i know what i'm doing i'm not arrogant about it but i know what i'm doing you know yeah but there's just all, uh, there's always gonna be people like like that you know got a bunch and then today or you know going back to cinema red a bit i got a, an email saying i couldn't put it on amazon because it has too much um footage from other films and i have to get licensing from them to do it and then i researched that whole process and it's like you know uh, i don't even have the budget to even try to do one piece of footage but uh, i might i might throw it up on youtube and just put the uh the link for the um the fair use uh the fair use law so and because i'm not gonna make any money off of that so but yeah anyway that's that's all that's been up over here all right well if ever, if, for those of you that have seen it, uh, other than Mike, you hear him throughout. You see him as well. I'm in it for a few minutes, which is cool. Uh, I don't like how I look in it, hey, but I'm in it. It was something that uh, it was cool. It was an honor to be asked to be uh, a part of this project, and uh, I've seen it multiple times. I've talked about it on the regular show, and uh, yeah, I mean, it's just if if that's if that's the way to get it out there to everyone, I mean. Again, shout out to everyone that did watch it. I mean, there was people there, and even some of my friends watched it. Um, shout out to Amanda; she watched it a couple times. So, but uh, yeah, man. I mean, I I thought it was awesome. Um, the the second or the the last watch party, I was I was driving, so I was I was just listening uh, to it. But um, hey, I, I was still a part of it, and uh, I I just thought it was amazing. Uh, my wife got to watch it; she enjoyed it. Um, Eric got to watch the uh, when you did the watch party for the uh, parties downstairs. Uh, he watched that one. He liked it. I didn't know what it was. I said, oh, it's Uncle Mike's uh, one of his movies, and Marky was in. He was like, oh, okay. So he wanted to watch it, and he liked it. But <laughs> yeah, everyone, uh, when once it gets uh, around, we definitely we're going to share it like mad so uh, everyone else can see it. So until then, we'll let you guys know when and where. All right, everyone, the, what you guys are here for. Total Recall, 1990, with the the one and only and the great uh, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Uh, this was uh, written by Philip K. Dick. It was uh, based off a short story. We can remember it for <coughs> for you wholesale. Okay. Did you ever read this? Any of you guys read this short story? No. I no. Know. <laughs> I didn't even know it was a short story. Directed by Paul... Uh, Verhoeven. Yeah. Okay, that sounds right. Didn't he do um yeah, Robocop. Yeah, he did that one. Hollow Man. Basic instinct. Yeah, that was all right. <laughs> Showgirls. Uh, yeah, showgirls. But he did the awesome Star Starship Troopers, uh, which will eventually uh get to that. Robocop. One. Yeah. Robocop too. 
Yeah, we that was the first episode we did of um original remake that's not out yet. It's coming, everyone. Just hold your horses. But uh total recall, other than uh the great Arnold, we got Rachel uh T Yeah, her yeah. remember her from Falling Down. She was awesome in that. We got uh the lovely Sharon Stone, uh legendary Ronnie Cox, uh and also another legend, Michael Ironside and uh what's his name? Uh, Uncle Frank, uh, Dean Norris for you Breaking Bad uh, people. He was one yeah. of the, he was one of the mutants towards the end, and a bunch of other people that were in this. Uh, Mike, when was the? Well, first of all, did we see this? Or I, I know I saw it with someone. I don't remember. Did we see no, this? I I I actually uh, <clears throat> the first time I saw it uh, was um, I forgot what I'd seen before. This is at the old Century. By the Coliseum That's where I in saw Oakland, the do- last dome, one of the last dome theaters, and I forgot what I saw before that, but I snuck in and caught it right, like in the middle of the film, and then um, the second time I saw it was at Southland uh, in Hayward with uh, with our brother Chaz. Uh, he hadn't seen it, and then I saw it in its entirety there. With the, with the but yeah, that was the first time I saw it was at the Century. God, I forgot what I saw before that. I can never remember that. If it's a film that I love that's awesome, I know I always see it with something else, and I can never remember what I saw it with, unless I actually loved uh, both of the films. But uh, Zisu, when was the first time you seen this? Uh, when this came out, I was 11, so I wasn't <laughs> able to see it in the theaters, but uh, I really was you know, coming to my own as far as... Uh, getting excited about movies and uh, where I lived at in Richmond, we had a little, you know, video store that I'd rent everything. And I'm pretty sure that's the first time I was able to see it uh, on home video. And, you know, they were obviously, you know, a little more relaxed or, you know, it was like uh, either like a parents hooking it up, you know, just renting whatever. And uh, yeah, that's how I first was able to see it. Like Mike, I saw it um, at the Century in Oakland. It was those dome theaters that were across the street from the uh, the, the Coliseum. Um, if I didn't see it with you, I want to say I saw it with Joe. Because um, I know I remember we were, I was sitting there talking with someone about it, and then I remember we were on the bus talking about it. I couldn't remember who it was. but uh, That was the first time I saw it. But by this time, we were already... Uh, done with the 80s and all the awesome movies uh, of Arnold we we got during that time. But um, this one, I was like, oh, cool. I mean, it, it looks pretty sweet. Another Arnold movie. Because he was, at these times, 80s and a little bit into the 90s, he was boom, boom, boom. He was busting out movies left and right. Uh, but this movie was, was just badass. I remember leaving the theater. But I was a little confused uh, with the ending. But we'll, we'll get to that uh, in a minute. But uh, this the budget was uh, 50 to $60 million. And it box it box office two hundred sixty one point three million, so it mm-hmm. uh, definitely made its money back. But, um, yeah, Total Recall. When a man goes for a virtual vacation, memories of the planet Mars, an un- unexpected and harrowing series of events forces him to go to the planet for <coughs> real. I know all these synopsises are written by. Uh, uh, viewers uh, of this page but i mean that's pretty much what it is i mean uh, arnold was uh quaid what was his first name i just remember quaid uh, 
Doug, yeah, Doug Quaid. <clears throat> uh, him and his wife, Lori Quaid, uh, Sharon Stone. He was just basically a construction worker, but he kept having uh, um, dreams about Mars. And uh, he just didn't know why, because in the very beginning, he does. Uh, he's out walking on Mars, and then he kind of falls down this cliff, and then he wakes up from his, his nightmare. But So and there's... Uh, there's this place called Recall, basically, is what they want to do. I don't know what year did they say this was. 2084. Okay. So in 2084, I mean, for looking into the future from 1990 up to then, um, there's, there wasn't a whole lot uh, other, than, other than a lot of the stuff that they had in this we have now, like the big giant screens on the wall for TVs. Um not so much the big uh, video phone things, uh, those big giant phones, I guess that's what it was. that had a screen on it when we got our, our, our pocket phones and everything. But a lot of the technology in this uh, was, of course, it was just their imagination of what uh, 2084 looked like. It was all cool. I loved all the sets they had in it and everything and little gizmos and gadgets they had. The only problem, I, the thing I didn't like were the guns. I thought they looked they looked too hokey. I, I didn't I didn't like I didn't like the way they looked, but it was still it looked, cool. It looked like a black power tools. Yeah, I, mean, <laughs> I, I didn't like how they looked. They just they looked stupid. I mean, uh, there was a couple of of, uh, of the handguns that looked all right, but majority of the ones I just didn't really like what they looked. I mean, the thing that I that I want uh, that they should have today, but they don't. Uh, I I love the scene when he's um walking through uh the the airport when he goes past the uh security walls and it's basically you just see skeletons walking by i thought that was pretty cool i know they did that also when um what was the one when he was a like a spy him and uh tom arnold Uh, true lies yeah i liked when they when they did that i thought it was cool on that but I mean, like, all the technology was cool. I, I loved what was going on here. But he's a construction worker. He goes to recall because he just wants to do uh, get this memory of being to Mars. I mean, they sell it to him really good. Like, okay, instead of just going there, oh, I was I was at Mars, we're going to say that, hey, you can go as either a spy or, or somebody, and you have a mission and a purpose to be there. So that, that was what, what they sold to him. Uh, before we get into the rest of it, I mean, Mike, what what did you think of like technology wise and and everything of the whole situation before he goes to recall? Uh-oh. Can you hear me? I I missed the whole. Chunk. You went silent for a second. Oh, um, I'll go again. Just give us what did you think of the of the the technology and and basically the sets and everything before we get into why he went to uh, recall. Or what happens when it goes to recall? What I what I thought was cool was that uh, it was still like <clears throat> like the locations where they shot a lot of the film were still like they were real locations. They weren't, you know, some were obviously in a soundstage, but there were some places that you know they shot where it was actually a location. You know, they went somewhere. They, you rarely see that anymore in film is in shoot shoot practical it's always you know like like uh one of my buddies said he goes man i hated 300 because they just shot that shit in a room just in a green room but it's like that had actually you know location setting and 
and everything. I, that's that's one thing that I I like from it was it was it was still pretty, you know, early film, early science fiction. So still kind of good practical effects too. So, Theo, what'd you think of all that? Two weeks. Two <laughs> weeks. That's what I think. That's my that's my like go to moment of the film. I still reference that all the time. Whenever the answer is two weeks to something, I say it like that. Do people get so, it? Yeah, no, nobody gets it. <laughs> that's, why, that's why if you do it in public, you got to back up and start shaking your head. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> two weeks. Well, leading into that, I mean, as far as uh, the special effects, um, this was all before CGI and everything. So, but I thought the practical effects in this—that's uh, probably where, other than their their what they paid Arnold, I'm sure pretty much that's where the budget went because right. there, there was a lot of practical effects. Be it uh, the mutants on Mars, uh, that whole scene, the two week scene with the the lady mm-hmm. and, and the head—it looks fake now uh, i remember yeah. watching it from like with marky and kyle and they were like that looks fake i'm like come on <laughs> come on guys <laughs> it looked so great back then too i remember that was my thing like oh my god that's incredible it was the one person and now it's the other person yeah. <laughs> i mean it, it was cool man i i like i love practical effects man and uh it's in even going to the sound effects i mean when Arnold's kicking ass, I loved how every time he broke someone's neck, you heard that loud. And, and when he, yeah, I mean, it was awesome. And I, I loved everything they did. All the practical effects, the, the lady's head, the, the Arnold's head when he's pulling the, the little tracker that was inside his nose, uh, out, out of, in, his, in his head, pulls it out of his nose. I thought that was awesome. Uh, <laughs> jumping to the end. You guys have seen this already, but jumping to the of end. Course. Uh, when uh, when they fallen out into the the air of of Mars and their their faces are getting all crazy and their eyes are bulging out, or even uh, Ronnie Cox character when when he his eyes do come flying out, um, uh, Cohagen was his name. I mean, I just thought all the special effects were awesome. I mean, shout out to shout out to the 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 filmmakers that still do practical effects. Some shout out to the guys that did uh vfw that was all practical but i mean that's i know it's probably easier and maybe not as expensive as practical effects when you when you cgi stuff but you got to give it to these guys because they made it all they made all the sculpts they made all the molds of the actors faces and everything i just thought it was all amazing yes it's cheesy for 2020 standards but in 1990 they probably made this in 89 but it i thought it was all awesome well, one one thing that was that was back in the good old days of squibs, when they use squibs instead of you know how they digitally add you know gunshots now when people get hit, you know that was back in the day when they they went squib crazy on that one dude with the backpack. I mean, and uh, like RoboCop guy when uh, when that one dude gets shot by Ed Two Hundred Nine, man, I don't know how many squibs he had on mm-hmm. him. But I mean, it, today by today's standards, you know, if they made it today, he would have probably just exploded. But uh, I mean, yeah, the use of squibs is like that's uh, that's how you can tell it was old school. 
you know, but with squibs, you can't do little gunshots. Like if you get hit with a squib in the eighties, like, man, that's half of your body flying open. So, uh, yeah, I just like that, that use of, uh, but going back to that scene at the end, you ever seeing that for the first time? I couldn't stop laughing. Like <laughs> it was just, I don't know the way that their heads were shaking and their eyes were bulging out. You know, I just, I, I couldn't stop laughing. It was just, I remember one dude in the theater was like, bro, that, that's not funny. They're dying. I was like, I know that, but, man, like, <laughs> but yeah, man, that's, it, it was, a, it was a good flick. Plus, uh, um, you know, it was probably one of, one of Arnold's best, uh, action flicks. Um, and then, uh, which, and if I may jump to a scene real quick, like a lot of people talk about, you know, they, you know, when people talk about fight scenes and they talk about, oh man, one of the best female fight scenes was in this or that, no one ever remembers this movie. I mean, this movie, to me, in my memory, has one of the greatest, you know, when Rachel Tickinson was fighting Sharon Stone. And like at first, you thought like Sharon Stone threw some karate moves. But then Rachel Tinkerton comes back with that kick and that roundhouse. It was like, oh shit, these chicks are like really going at it. And I thought that was badass. To me, that was that was a standout scene in the film. Was that that because seriously, man, when you when you watch like top ten woman fights on uh, Mojo or whatever on YouTube, they never show this one. No, none of them ever featured the, the fight scene in this one. I mean, speaking of Sharon Stone kicking ass, I mean, she she kicked ass multiple times in this, beating down Arnold twice. Uh, once in the beginning uh, when uh, she's revealed that she is not really his wife, but then later when she's at Mars, when she's slapping him up and kicking him in the balls, just for bringing me to, to Mars and stuff like that, man. I just thought she kicked ass. And this, this is a young Sharon Stone, everybody, not uh, the, the awesome lady that we have now, but. I mean, I thought, plus this was, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't go as far as saying she was unknown at, at this point, but this is, we didn't have that many Sharon Stone films uh, in, uh, in 1990. Uh, if I just can go to her IMDb really quick and then let me see what she's got before she even did uh, Total Recall. Because she did start uh, in the early, uh, <clears throat> she started, well, there was a lot of TV stuff that she had done. But she was in um, she was in Action Jackson, and um, Above the Law. But was that before any of this? That was, that was before. That's when she was like probably eighth build down. In Action Jackson, she was uh, Craig T. Nelson's wife. I don't. Even, all then, I remember is Vanity in that. <laughs> <laughs> and um, in which McCall in the in the other one, she was. Uh, Oh, and above the law, she was Steven Seagal's wife. I thought that was um no, that was a uh, what's her name, Kelly LeBrock in Hard to Kill. Um, I think I would say the first time that I remember seeing uh, Sharon Stone was in Police Academy Four, Citizens on Patrol. She was like a, a reporter in that, but I do remember seeing <laughs> her in some early things in TV. But Action Jackson, I do remember her in that. Above the law, I the only part in Above the Law I remember is when. That one guy walks up, hey, man, that's my friend right there. And fucking Seagal just just straight arms him uh, in the chest, and he goes falling down. That's the only part I remember in Above the Law. But, uh, I just remember Steven Seagal, how he runs in that one. 
<laughs> I, I don't I don't like the short haired Steven Seagal. I love the little little ponytail. Uh, not so much the fat Steven Seagal. He, he still beat my ass right he, today, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> he's the real deal. I don't care what anyone says. Yeah, he's fat and he dyes his hair black, but man, he'll still kick your ass <laughs> up and down the street. But yeah, Chuck I think Norris's trainer choked him out. <laughs> Chuck Norris is a real he, deal. He shit as well. himself. <laughs> That's right, he did. But he yeah, I think she didn't have that. She didn't have really huge. Uh, solo films up to this point. I mean, after Total Recall, and then she started doing more. I think uh, Basic Instinct was probably, would you say, her big breakout to where she really was uh, up in front. She had some other movies, yeah. but some of this stuff, uh, they might have just been minor roles. I don't know. I never really followed her career that well. but That uh. felt like the biggest buzz that I remember even back then. And, you know, I was young enough that I didn't see it obviously when it first came out but i remember that being the buzziest of her career which one basic instinct yeah yeah that's when she she made the a-list because then she was doing films but then she started doing like that one she did that one film with uh that one baldwin guy where he was a peeper oh uh, um, was it sliver then, or silver or yeah something like that then she was in the specialist with uh stallone and then she did oh and like another her other uh upward moment was casino oh yep i hated her in that <laughs> but yeah then she she did which you call it basic instinct 2 didn't even bother which, yeah <laughs> but i mean okay once once we were established i know we're jumping all over everything but Okay, the idea for him is to go to recall and, and get this memory thing, but his his friends are telling him, "Ah, no, they'll go there and they'll lobotomize you. Don't go. Everyone, stay away." Even Sharon Stone's telling him, "No, don't go away from there. They're brain butchers." But he's so determined to to do it because it's it's all over TV and everything. So he finally goes there and basically just has a a, a meeting with them, and then he decides to do it. This is where. I mean, there's a lot of talk about about this film. Uh, so I'm going to ask you guys. I'm sure you're going to know where he goes. Do you really think it happened? It, it happened like we saw it on the screen? Or was it the, the, the brain implant that he got from Recall? Because there, there's a lot of discussion on this on why it, it did happen and why it didn't happen. Uh, I'm leaning more towards that it, 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 it happened, that he was... Yeah. He That's was, where I'm at. He was, um, what was his name? It wasn't Quaid. Um, Hauser. Hauser. Like, he was Hauser, and then that little thing uh, tripped him off or something. So, I mean, yep. that, that's where I'm leaning. What did, what did you guys think? Mike? I think he died. I think he probably, had a, he probably had an embolism, and then he just stayed on Mars in his mind. So I mean, so do you think it was the what we saw was the the little implant? What we saw was his yeah his but it was the implant, but it was also where he wanted to be. Because at the end, like it didn't say if he woke up or or it, he just it, it gave you an inception end. You know, like it just it went on. It didn't like you know because some of these films like that's the that's the best part about films like this is it gives you. It gives people 
room to discuss it like we're doing now. You know, like, like, you know, Theo, you and Theo, you and Sisu think, you know, you know, you guys interpret it as like he, it was real that he was, you know, and then my, my thing is like he, <laughs> I, I, it's just, I always try to think differently and then think backwards from that. Cause then it's like, there's so many ways you could think what happened. You know, like, yeah, he, he could have went and had his little, uh, his little recall thing and then woke up and like, oh my God, that was so awesome. Or he could have just like, you know, like they said, you, a brain, he got his brain butchered, could have had a stroke, embolism, something. And then that was it. He just stayed in that world in his mind. You know, it's, it gives a lot of, a lot, lot of room for interpretation. This I mean, the good thing about it is it's a standalone. They never had a sequel or, right. or did they? Did I, they? I want to say they did, but, uh. Zisu, while I'm looking it up, what did you what what do you what do you think? What are your Yeah, I'm more in line with the thinking that it really went down. I'm totally open to the possibility that it is like all from the moment he's in the chair and things, you know, supposedly change, that it is the recall thing. Because I don't know, um, if you remember or you've seen uh, the episode two of season three of Black Mirror, it's called Playtest, and it has a very similar thing. And uh, without stepping too much on what happens with that, um, a lot goes down. But in that version, like it's like in real time, actually everything that took like the whole episode, the whole hour episode was like in a second of real time. So technically, I mean, that's what they could have done here. Yeah, that's that's like that's the same philosophy about dreams, right? That right, dreams right. only last about the most. I think science science said the most a dream lasts is three seconds. Crazy. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah, it's and but you know what? What when one thing too that. I also come back to was remember after um, the 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 guy the salesman when he came in to talk to that woman and he's like you know and she tells him like we we haven't even implanted his his thing yet so it's like because remember he's all freaking out yeah. like what you blew my cover and yeah so and exactly. then and then she says that you know well he can't be having the episode because we haven't implanted the thing yet. Right. So that right there is another like kind of Easter egg drop that like, oh well they haven't even so maybe it is real like because in right. but yeah that but I always thought like kind of a footnote here I always thought in my mind like they it could have been like even now even now if 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 somebody could write a good a good sequel even now to where like Schwarzenegger is still there on Mars and then someone has to go and, you know, some kind of mission involves him. I think that would be pretty cool. Or maybe there's, you know, some, like the, there's something still left in his brain that. Right. That, yeah. That, like, like kind of how they did with blade, like blade runner was a remarkable film. This, the second one. Yeah. I mean, I'm glad they took so many years to develop it. And when it came out, it was just, it was everything we wanted as Blade Runner fans. It was everything we wanted. 
You know, it wasn't over the top. It wasn't, you know, that's the thing, right? With people is they, a lot of people these days don't like intelligent films. You know, they want the slam bam, you know, fast and furious type bullshit. Yes, I said bullshit. They want that. (laughs) They don't want to think anymore. It's like, you know what, dude, just real quick. When I saw The Rock bring down the helicopter with a chain, that jet jumped a shark for me. I was just, just, no. That's a spin off, though. He's The Rock. It just, needs to, it just needs to stop. He's The Rock. He can do what he, can, do what he wants. No, shell no. That, no that's got, Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, that's you got to smell what he's cooking. <laughs> oh, hell no. He'll take no, you I down don't. to the SmackDown Hotel. I'm going to hit him in the face with a balloon full of COVID and see if he survives that. He will. So- <laughs> <laughs> I love the confidence. I love it. He will. <laughs> oh, my God. But, but yeah, man, I mean, even, I mean, even, even like, it's just intelligent films that make you think. Like, you know, like, a lot, and and I heard a lot of people didn't like Blade Runner because it was slow. There wasn't enough action. It was like, well, that's not what it was about. It was about loved it. It, it. it was it was a good story. It was a good continuation of a great story. So, but going back to Total Recall, like, you know, if they did a sequel now, like I think it would be really, you know, really thought out, a good thought out film. You know, I, I think that it would it could deliver. You know, and still Arnold Schwarzenegger, like he's still, he's doing these little independent films like, you know, Maggie and, you know, the other one he did about the airliner. But oh. it's it still shows that the dude still got, there's still stuff in the basement. You know, he's still got stuff in the basement. I mean, God, when's this new Conan coming out? You know, I know that's jumping ahead, but I've been hearing about this new Conan movie. I was just waiting for that. So, uh, but yeah, um, real know. quick. So kind of shifting gears here let's talk about the villain let's let's talk about uh oh, basically, basically um uh dick jones part two yeah i mean mm. ronnie yeah. Co- ronnie cox i mean he's a good actor man i first heard of him in uh, the car uh and then he he pops up uh, here and there and a lot of things but him uh being in robocop first as dick jones the asshole and he's basically the exact same character in this one. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Coco Higgins. You, you know what's funny? Like, real quick, like, a good trivia question. Like, they people say that Ronnie Cox's first film was The Car. It was. It was Deliverance. So, That's right. He it, was the, the guitar player when he was battling that kid on the porch. Yeah, he was Drew. Yeah, and, and then when you watch The Car, it says, and introducing Ronnie Cox as Luke. Like wait a minute, that wasn't his first film. So I just anyway that was the first thing I'd seen him in. Yeah. So so yeah, Cohen, just Dick Jones part two. I mean, he was the exact same character. I mean, uh businessman, uh in yep. the suit. You never saw him do anything else, he never really did much. And uh and that's what he did in Robocop. I mean, he was the one uh, he was the one holding the gun and, and pulling the trigger and pulling and and the and the ammo was uh, Richter, Michael Ironside, and his whole little crew uh, that he had with him. Um, Michael Ironside is just badass in everything 
anything he does. Anything. He was badass in V. He was badass as Overlord in um, Space Hunter. Uh, he was rough and tough, and as uh, one of the, I don't know if he was a sergeant or whoever in um, Starship Troopers, he was badass. Um, Daryl Revick in Scanners. Yeah, he was badass in that. I mean, Michael Ironside. He, yeah, he was typecast to be the badass in everything, but he he's been badass in, in just about <laughs> everything he's been in. I, I'm surprised that they haven't gotten him for an Expendables movie. I mean that dude's been putting in work so much. Like he's like he's like one of the the baddest henchmen character actors ever. You know, like he he just like anything anything he does. Like he was he was even in that shitty Highlander film. He was he was good in that. You know that dude's just that dude's always putting in work. He's been working since the early seventies. Uh, I'm looking at his IMDb and. Uh, he's just been killing it. I think the first thing that I had seen him in was uh, in Scanners, and that was in '81. I mean, yeah, he 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 was awesome in that, and um, oh, he, he was in Visiting Hours. Forgot yeah, that, that. I was just thinking about that. I was like, he's in a horror film too. There you go. Not oh, he wasn't over Overlord. He was Overdog in Space Hunter. Um. I thought I love that movie. I don't care what anyone says. That movie's awesome. You I've never to, seen that. You had to see it in 3D. I, I saw that at the Century. Um, I think me and Epps and uh, Jamie went and saw that. Uh, he, I remember him popping up in A Team and V. I loved him in that. Uh, he was badass in that. He he wasn't in the um, in the first uh, miniseries. He came in with uh, that fat guy in uh, the final battle and his partner. Yeah. His partner in that. He he was also. In Total Recall, it was in the scene when uh, uh, Quaid was on the on the on the the subway, sub, the subway and he was talking to him. Um, but yeah, I mean, Michael Ironside has just been he he's cranked up. He was in Prom Night too. I forgot all about that. Uh, Extreme Prejudice with uh, Nolte. Um, yeah. He was Jester in Top Gun. With that movie's garbage, but he was still your, fav- your favorite movie. <laughs> uh, ah, Man, look, okay. Sisu, mark my words. When the second one comes out, this fool is going to be all about it. I already said that. You're, <laughs> you're late to the party. <laughs> I already said Funny. that. I, I'm all for it. <laughs> no, I'm protesting because no Kelly McGillis. That was that's just foul. Uh, Kelly yep. Maverick can age, but Maverick can age, but she can't. Uh, I don't know if you want her in there. Last thing I saw her in was uh, uh, the innkeepers. <laughs> that and wasn't she in Walking Dead? I want to say she was in that. I I don't remember. <laughs> but I mean, Michael Ironside. I mean, he's always a good henchman. He's always uh, a good badass. So uh, I really loved him. But then later we find out about his character that he was uh, Sharon Stone was his wife or, right. or girlfriend or whatever. So I mean, I thought that was cool. I mean, this full, this movie was throwing you all over the place when and when it was so slowly starting to unfold. Old. After we find, after we do find out, I mean, after um, Quaid comes back uh, from um, the, wait, 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 okay, I just thought of this one. This is really quick. Uh, once we see him when he's he's going uh, crazy and he's like, "You blew my cover," and, and all this. Was he Hauser then, or was he Quaid? Because Quaid he was, he was Hauser. But this, well, what they do? Knock it? Or no, no, they drugged him up. They drugged him up. But here's 
here's another another kicker though. So remember when like going forward, remember when Cohagen said, uh, Quaid, I want to introduce you to a friend, and then he pulls Hauser on the TV screen. He's like, Hey, Quaid. You know, it's like hey. Hey. so what so that's where it kind of like got a little muddled. Yeah. And well, mind think, bendy for sure. And why if he Go ahead. What, if he if he departed from Cohagen on a mission, oh, their mission, his mission was to kill Quato, right? Yeah. Okay, and then, but he got. I guess I don't know. So I'm trying to feel like, did he get so deep undercover with Sharon Stone that he forgot what his mission was? Or I, that that's see that's where it gets like, okay, then then who the hell was he? Like, was he just, you know, was was he just his normal guy? They just said, oh, let's pick this guy and screw him over. I mean, that's where it's like. So to answer your question, I don't know who he was at that moment. Uh, before I go, before I think we'll say what I say, Zisu, what, what did you think? Because remember when, when he's like, you blew my cover and he's fighting all right, these people. Right. What did, was he Quaid or Hauser? Oh, man, it's. Like, I even right now, trying to listen to everything you guys are saying, I was trying to form an opinion. And I just, <laughs> I can't come to it because I was trying to piece together um, where he was at that moment. And then it's got me questioning the whole thing, like we were talking about earlier. Like, where is this actually taking place or not? Or is it all a projection? I mean, that, I think this helps my theory that that it this did happen because right, right. If he was Hauser at that for that little point, and then they they launched, plugged him up with uh, tranquilizers and knocked him out. Uh, maybe that so much of the drug they pumped in because they you hear that they 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 were just pumping it into him. So who right, knows? Right. Me, this is just me overthinking, but maybe that kind of trigger something and made him lose his memory again but um I, I don't know why i mean if he's on a secret mission and, and he's trying to get to mars why are is he shacked up with uh, sharon stone why, why did they need to do that i, I didn't I, I never really got why they needed to do that to him because if he was just under deep cover he could have just kept quiet and, and said he was quaid until he got to mars what what was them? Were they preventing him? Did they knew know that this was going to happen? That he was going to like switch teams and right. and and stop try to stop them? I, I don't know, man. I mean, again, this movie is awesome, but this is this is a film that a lot of people talk about because they don't know was it real, was it fake, and why this? I mean, to me, thinking the whole when he was Hauser, I still want to know what did they do to him. To trigger it off. Because he was Quaid before he sat down. And then whatever they did to him. And they said they didn't pump anything. They didn't put in the implant. It Was it something that they have to, they did to him to, to prep him before they did that? And that triggered it off? We don't really know. I, I They never showed it. They never said it. So I, I don't know. I mean, I that's just me thinking. I mean, I, I, don't, I don't really know what uh, what triggered it off. Unless you guys know. No, <laughs> not at all, Mike. Oh God, I I don't know. That's I guess that's the 
that's the MacGuffin. For real, yeah. Is, I mean, is, that's that's the big debate, really. And like, I, you completely broke it down. But like I said, even trying to figure it out, I'm like, mind is spinning. <laughs> because once he came to, he was already in the back of the the Johnny Cab, and uh, right, right, right. Uh, that that was another thing. I, I don't know if it was just them just trying to hurry the production along. Uh, when he goes, how did I get here? And he goes, I stopped and you got in. And <laughs> was he, did someone help him in? Or I, I don't know. See, I mean, we're, we're overthinking it. But I mean, but then even still, so if it did, I don't know. Well, because they, did, they didn't know. They didn't know he was Hauser. They didn't know. All they knew is he was Doug Quaid. But. When they just said, because they, they said, well, what do we do with them? We'll just take them out back and just get rid of them. Get rid yeah. of them. And, yeah, and, stick, stick, them a, <laughs> stick them in a can. There's that guy's in. So that's what they did. And did they know he was going to come to and be back how he, when he walked in? And how did Sharon Stone know that uh, this happened? No, more, more than that. When he gets out of the cab and he's going home, remember the his coworker, they oh, stopped. That's him. right. So how did they know? You know, like he that guy's like, I went to recall and he's like, Man, I told you not to go there. And then those other dudes grabbed him. They're like, You you blabbed Quaid, you blabbed about Mars. And he's like, Oh, what the hell are you talking about? I mean, so there's like see, there we go. There there's the sequel, is they gotta go back and find out. <laughs> Yeah, how did yeah how did I'm they glad. find it? How did they find it? Yeah, and what did he say? Because he didn't really say anything of, on just what we saw, other yeah, than just, you blew my cover. That was pretty much it. Mm-hmm. That's all. And then, like, what did they? Unless, uh, no, then because I remember I had this discussion a, a long time ago at Black Mike, and he's like, "Remember, he must have did his his adventure." And then came back, and I was like, "But the lady said they hadn't implanted this thing yet." So, you know, how could that? That kind of ruins that theory. I don't know, mess. <laughs> that, that's see that it did its purpose. I mean, it's it's making it's making three intellectuals question their <laughs> yeah. intelligence. <laughs> I mean, we could go on and, and talk about what we loved in the film, but then when you talk about this film, I mean, it it always comes down to. Did this happen? Right. And and uh, I mean, we knew what what the mission was. I mean, try to keep. Well, he he. Hauser was supposed to go to Mars and kill Quato, and then that would have been the mission mission accomplished. So, if you, if did, you give me some time, I can figure this all out the way I did with Phantasm. Uh, you got to admit, still. With with Phantasm, I'm still I, I, lost. Broke, I'm still I even lost. broke that shit down to Don Coscarelli and I'm, he clapped. <laughs> I'm still lost on that one. Uh, I think when they did the, 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 the when they remastered it, because they added that that little uh, the thing in the beginning, because in the original cut, none of that was there. The the what, what did it say in the beginning of the film? Was it what Phantasm meant? That was in the trailer. No, it was... In this new version, because if you watch the old DVD, it doesn't have that on there. Yeah, the um, the one that just came out. No, the, the, the first go around. 
Oh no! In the first go round, I still have that one, and it's 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 regular. Yeah, it doesn't have the, the oh in the in the original release. Yeah, that which was on VHS, it didn't have that that preamble, and it also didn't have the scene when um we jumped right into Phantasm. <laughs> <laughs> um, it didn't have the scene where after they're in the room with all them uh, all those barrels. And the lights go out. All right. Do you know what? I'm going to stop you right there because we're going to have to come back here and talk about that one again. Okay. After, so, no, before we go on, Zisu, did you see that one? I did, but it's been a while. Uh, well, I'll give you uh, my password. And you can watch it on Shutter. Uh, cool. <laughs> so you can watch it on there. And then we'll, we'll come on here and talk. That one also like this is. Did it happen or didn't it happen? Right. So we'll, right. we'll 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 save it all. We'll we'll get to that. Yeah, one. we'll we'll do that one. But yeah. so I I don't I mean I think in answer to the question I I don't know what was said to him or what he saw or heard or felt to make him you know that's the thing we kept keep coming back to is you blew my cover. It's like well who did and how yeah did did it happen? I mean and then how did his coworkers know? I like got, all they knew was like he went to recall, and that's like saying I went to Weight Watchers, and then you and Sissy grabbed me and dragged me in an alley and said you blabbed about it in Weight Watchers. I'm like what? What? That's what did lose some weight. You guys are ready to kill me. I mean, <laughs> I, I can see I can see how Sharon Stone found out. Maybe they called her. Hey, look, man, uh, uh, Quaid was at recall and this and that because when he got back to his house, she was in the dark shooting at him. So I I could okay that that answered my question for there but yeah what, but re, did, what well, hold on but remember they wiped out any evidence that he went there because remember the guy said erase his file erase everything as far as we know Doug Quaid doesn't even exist so that's what that dude said that guy that sold him on the going on the trip so if, so if we, I don't know if they would have called her or or if he just had somebody following him or I don't know. Well, there was either somebody following or there was something encrypted in the word in the name Doug Quaid that triggered them off. Because then we're like, what, 2080 something uh, into the future. So maybe something like that, because I know there's technology now. If you say certain things, it goes to whoever. And then that's when they red flag you and all hell breaks loose for your life. But it was either something like that. Or what? Because if they were erasing everything, they wouldn't have called anybody. They didn't know who Doug Quaid is or who Hauser is. These these are the recall people. They don't. It's just some customer that came in and wanted an implant for a vacation to Mars. But I don't know. I don't. I don't know what he did, or what they did to him to make him remember who he was and then forget it all again. Because after they made him forget, he didn't, it never came back to him, uh, even at the end of the film, because she asked him, well, she goes, well, maybe this is a dream. And he goes, well, if it is, I don't want to wake up or whatever. And then he started making out with that chick. But I don't know. I mean, there's there's a lot. I mean, if, if any of you but listening to this know and, and we're close to it, uh, do reach out to us and let us know. But. I don't know, but that, that's why I'm leaning more towards that it did it did happen. Um, I know I know a lot of other podcasts broke this film down, but they kind of came up with the same thing. They they didn't know. Now, we didn't write the story. We didn't make the film. These are just 
three guys that, that love this film and watched it. But, uh, but yeah, his mission was to go to Mars, kill Quato, end of story. But then since it didn't happen, okay, here's another thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> okay, so did did they make those videos? I mean, did Hauser make the videos of himself in case this happened? Right. I mean, that's what's implied, right? That he's telling him, you know, hey, this is what's going on. But who's the dude that gave him the suitcase, remember? Right. Was he a good guy or was he a bad guy? Why? I guess I guess leaning more toward the bad guy if it was Hauser and everything. So, but I, I don't know, man. I mean, see, damn. I guess this is a good movie to pick to, to go over and over. But <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, did they want this to happen? Did they want him to, to? Well, I guess they could have done it. They did it that way. To. To not really, I mean, to hide his mission. Um, I don't know, because once he got there to, and and all that happened with Quato and everything, when they got him and he said, Do you, he goes, that's my body uh, you have and I want it back because they were going to put him back in one of those chairs and then zap his brain or whatever and he'll become Hauser again. Oh, fuck. Um. I, I don't know. I mean, my head's starting to hurt. But <laughs> <laughs> so if they if they used Quaid as the guinea pig, which was basically Hauser's body, w- would it be easier for him to be Quaid to get to Mars? Because no, not really. Because he it looks exactly like Hauser. So because when he showed up in that bar, all those people, you got a lot of nerve showing your face here. When uh, Uncle Frank came up to him, and uh, and uh, Quay goes, he goes, "You should talk." Or look who's talking. I'm glad that he didn't ha- he didn't go overboard with the with the one liners in this one. He had a few, but not as much as he did like in Running Man or something. But or Commando, Commando's so good though. That's hella good. <laughs> <laughs> but ah. Uh, I don't know. I mean, because if those Mar, if the, if the the Martian or the mutants knew him as, as Hauser and everything, or or were they calling him Quaid? Fuck, I don't remember. You guys in, wait the Martians? Yeah, because remember, because uh, when uh, the uh, do you watch Breaking Bad? You know Dean Norris. Uh, he had mm-hmm. the the he the big vajayjay on his face. Yeah, him, <laughs> that guy. <laughs> Um, did he call him Quaid or did he call him Hauser? I don't remember. Hauser. Okay. There's a so, lot of nerves showing your face around here, Hauser. So, see, that's another thing. They they all knew who he was. And uh, what's her name? She knew him as, as Hauser, uh, Melina. So if they all knew him as Hauser and then he's showing up as Quaid and, and doesn't remember any of what was Hauser doing with them? Was he just being himself to to get to get good with them, or what? What made them not like Hauser when they saw him? You guys see what I'm I saying? Don't, I don't know. He 
Cause then, cause what's her name? Yeah, Melina. She when she saw him, she punched him, right? Yeah, she slapped him. So they were together, and she was she was trained. So I think he was a he was probably a double agent. So I don't know if you think about it. Like he he might have been working for Cohagen, and then that was Cohagen's insurance was that video. Unless he and they put him under, and then Cohagen put him undercover as Quaid. Maybe. And then his, yeah, and then his, because uh, remember they thought that Quato was a terrorist, but he was actually the resistance. So Cohagen was the bad guy. I think maybe, uh, what's his name, maybe um, Hauser was working for Cohagen because at that time he thought he was doing good. Until he found out later that Quato was like, you know, this mysterious, you know, entity that told him how to heal the planet or what have you. Because so it's it, it just, yeah, it, it's. Because the, the main mission for um, Cohagen was to just keep everybody away from that, uh, that alien device they found when they were digging into the ground. That was to keep every away from that. And Quato and the resistance, uh, they're what they wanted was for someone to start the machine because that's what Quato told Quaid. He goes, well, when you find that thing, start it. Because mm-hmm. I think Quato knew that what it did. But an- another thing, I mean, all these mutants were formed because they said their, their sector, the dome was cheap and uh, the outside uh, air of Mars got in. That's what, uh, made everyone uh, all mutate and everything. So those were the two missions. But those those are clear on what they wanted. Because, I mean, Cohagen said they didn't know what it would do. Was it going to blow up the planet? And they, they didn't want to they didn't want to try it. So they're like, just keep everybody away from this. But I don't know how Quato knew what it was. Because if he was a mutant, he obviously isn't from Mars. But I don't know. Maybe just because his little powers was able to see the past and the future or something. But And Quato was attached to Schneider. <laughs> <laughs> yep. That was that one dude in um the hidden. <laughs> that, that movie was badass. When was the last Wait, time you who, saw that one? Uh, oh, years. Every time I go up to Amoeba, I always look at it. and oh, That price gets me, though. I, I didn't care. I just pulled the trigger. I had to have it. <laughs> I was like, I don't know, man. Thirty four ninety nine. That's a. I don't know, but I think yeah. I think I'm gonna have to have to break down and uh, and get it. But yeah, Marshall Bell was uh, George and Quato. But ah, uh, so those were the two missions that, that those guys, Quato and Cohagen, wanted to do. But their 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 player was either Hauser Quaid. But this is it's still confusing on. I don't know. I it, it's seriously, dude. This is making my head hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, well, let's step away from figuring this movie out first of all. But going going back to the the effects, uh, the practical effects of the mutants, and uh, we have to talk about the. How old were you, uh, Zisu, when you saw this? Uh, it came out when I was like. 11 so you gotta go you gotta give it at least what like a year for it to come out on vhs so 
12, 13. All right, what did you think <laughs> first time seeing the, the three-boobed woman? Oh, yeah. I mean, it was, like, crazy. Like, obviously, yeah. It's, it, <laughs> I think what I remember the most was actually how much people were talking about it even back then, you know. Um, so what? I was, you know, I guess near, what's that, like middle school age? Yeah, we were at yeah, high school already. Age, so, yeah, I remember everybody was talking about it. So even without even with, it was one of those things you didn't even have to see the movie for like everybody to be talking about that scene. But I mean, yeah, even that 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 yeah, effect that. was neat. And of course, they did uh, tack it into the the remake. I do remember that um, that was PG-13. So it was like really quick. But I mean, that was something I thought that. That, like you said, everyone talked about that, the three-boobed woman. That had to be in the remake. Uh, but that's all I remember. I don't remember anything else <laughs> about that film. <laughs> I remember that they uh, promoted it for years at San Diego Comic-Con. And, like, out in front of a Hard Rock Hotel, they had one of the, like, rides from it. And they had the way the, like, uh, law enforcement looked in the remake. I remember all that, but yeah, I don't, I don't remember anything else, but yeah, I mean, just the, the effects of the mutants I thought was awesome. Uh, I really loved, uh, Benny. I got five kids to feed. I thought, he, I thought he was cool. Yeah. <laughs> that dude's a porn star. Mel Johnson Jr. Don't ask me how I know it. Don't judge me. I just well, know it. he is. Now I'm going to go down that rabbit hole. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Well, he was in Give Me a Break. Um, <laughs> what? Yeah, Give I, me a break? Benny, Benny, Unless he's name. doing porn now, but I don't. I don't see anything on here. There's a lot of TV. Maybe it's just secret stuff. He was on My Two Dads. <laughs> he was in a police story designing women. I don't know. I just remember uh, what's his name was a porn star uh, from uh, Fright Night. Evil. <laughs> yeah. Oh god, that dude. Read his filmography, and <laughs> you'll see where that went. But uh, that's coming, everyone, for uh, original or remake. Uh, me and um, Desmond from Desmond's Flicks are going to cover that one. But anyway, back to Total Recall. I mean. Other than us getting lost on how to on how to figure this film out, I know there is people out there that did figure it out in in their in in what in their theories because there's a lot of guys that that write big old uh, term papers <laughs> on this and on on how they think. I'll have to read one. Maybe I'll come back on and uh, read one of them for you guys. But uh, it's been over a little over an hour. But I mean, just effects, the action. Uh, the story was all over the place. I mean, everybody in it was awesome. I mean, all the all the characters in it were cool. Um, is there anything else that you guys want to talk about? Uh, the only thing that I kind of had on deck, we were talking about the idea of a sequel. It's kind of funny. If you look at the user reviews on IMDb, this probably goes back near towards the start of IMDb's creation. But all the way back in October 2nd, 1998 so this reviewer the title of their uh, review is can't wait for the sequel <laughs> wow. 
Yeah, in 98, they were like, yes, I can't wait for the sequel. And here we are, 2020, and they've done a remake, but no true sequel. Well, this is something new to me. They filmed a lot of this, uh, of course, in 89, from March 20th, 89 to uh, August 23rd, uh, the same year, in Mexico City. Uh, they filmed a lot of a lot of it, like the uh, the subway station. They're saying, but um, it got nominated for Academy Awards, uh, but it did win for Best Visual Effects with. Uh, yeah, because you know who the yeah what's his makeup name? artist was. How do you say his last name? Rick, no, is a uh, yeah. Was it Rob? No, Botin Rob Botin. Or Baker. Yeah, it was Rob Botin, right? See, that's okay, I always yeah. get his last name. It's either Botin or. Or, or Botine. All right, Botine. Yeah, it was him and uh, his crew. He's, well, I think... It, he was also Blake. Right. Oh, that was in the fog. Um, it won uh, Saturn Awards for uh, Best Science Fiction Film, Best Costume, and, yeah, just those two. The only Academy Award was for Best Visual Effects, and we've talked a lot about on how awesome all those effects were, but... I. I'm st- uh, as far as the score, I-, I did enjoy all that. I mean, I thought, uh, especially during all the action scenes, the music really kind of, yeah, I got you jazzed up for everything. So I, I was really uh, uh, dope, uh, hyped up about that. And this film, uh, initially, it was given an X rating, uh, but they had they had to wow. go and uh, chop a lot of it up. <laughs> so I would love to see the... Uh, the X-rated version, I guess. I don't know, maybe it was more violent. I mean, but from what I remember seeing this the very first time, I remember it being the, the violence and mainly the loud crunches uh, when he was uh, killing everyone. But, oh, man, that's Total Recall, everyone. I mean, again, I know we can go on and on and on trying to figure, figure did it really happen or it didn't happen, but I don't know, man, just bouncing all over, trying to come up with our, our theories gave me a headache. Uh, they said it, at the time it was uh, one of the most expensive films ever made, um, but that was then. <laughs> and we've done had many films <laughs> past that uh, and everything. But yeah, definitely. If you guys have not seen this, yeah, we did spoil it all. Uh, we were jumping all over the place and everything. I thought it was cool, but I got to give a shout out to that little. Uh, I remember she was the tiny Avenger on um, uh, in Living Color. Uh, she did pass away. I can't remember. She was a little. Uh, the the little gal, uh, it, one of the one of the hookers, the hell was her name? Remember, you guys know what I'm talking about. She, had, she yeah, she she was lighting fools up yeah, when they had that she battle. stabbed um, yep. Helm in, in the balls uh, with that big knife. <laughs> oh, her name was uh, her name was Thumbelina in this, and uh, her name is Debbie Lee Carrington. I believe she passed away not too long ago. Oh, well, two years ago, uh, March 23rd of 2018. Uh, gee, she lived in Pleasanton. I remember I saw her once at Comic-Con, but uh, there was too many people uh, all around her. But, yeah, Total Recall. This is definitely uh, something to watch. Uh, last time I watched it, it was on Hulu. I believe it's on Showtime now. So but it's it's out there streaming. I'm sure a lot of you have it in your library. There's been many different versions of the film. I mean, the film has been the same, but they always add extra special features and everything. I just got whatever the first go around was on, on Blu-ray. So, um, 
Anything else before we get out of here? Um, just remember that, uh, what is it? The 20, April 21st, guys got to watch the fog. Cause that'll be 140 years since, uh, that movie's 40 years old. Damn. What year was that? Yeah. 80. Was it 80? Uh, I want to say, yeah, that yeah. sounds right. Yeah. 80. Have you seen that one? Yeah. See yeah. the remake with uh, Superman or, or Clark. Did you see that nope. one? Mike, did that, nope. one, that one actually, I, I did actually too. enjoyed that one. I liked I it, it because they, they, they showed a little more of, of the backstory of what was happening there. I mean, nothing it, it doesn't compare to John Carpenter's, but uh, I was cool. I liked that one. Well, dude, I guess you're going to have to come on. We're going to have to do that one. Uh, the Fog. I have not seen The Fog in a while. Um, I think the last time I watched it is when I first got Shudder. When I got the, the they, they've been killing me, man. Scream Factory. I got the first go around, and then they hit me with the steel book, bastards, and uh, uh, they're killing me. Dude, the steel book one I got from Europe is bad. I like the artwork, the artwork on, on all on those ones uh, that that you got. I just got the yeah. Screen Factory American ones. But uh, all right, everyone, before we get off onto uh, another film, like we tend to do when uh, we're talking about one film, but Total Recall, nineteen ninety. <laughs> Uh, I can't recommend the remake because I just I really don't remember it, and I, but I do remember not liking it. But uh, Mike, uh, before we get out of here, where can uh, people see your figure page or your collectible page, as well as uh, anything involving you? Uh, and just go to uh, Instagram and hit up the Boneyard collectibles the boneyard collectibles that's where you get to see all my figure photography and uh real talk junkies films on instagram that's my movie page you can check those out um i will let uh nez know when the figure photography um documentary is done so it's only gonna be like a little 10 15 minute documentary um yeah and that's it and uh want to uh Send a huge uh, thank you to um, Brian Dennehy for all the work that he did. And he passed away a couple of days ago, but uh, I always remember him as Will from uh, Sheriff Will Teasel from First Blood. So, Brian Dennehy, peace up to you. Send a huge shout out to my boy, Reggie Matthews, comedian, uh, one of my very best friends. He passed away uh, last week. And um, <clears throat> just you know, want to send a shout out to him and tell him I love him and thank you everybody that sent their prayers and well wishes to him yep. and his family. Uh, rest in power, brother Reg. Uh, fuck, I'm gonna get all teared up, but awesome guy. Nothing but good things to say about him and all the times he just made me laugh every time I saw him. I do remember the very first time that I met him. I met him through Mike. And uh, I don't know what cologne he was wearing <laughs> to this day. I, I still think it was gasoline. But oh, man. I mean, my brother, I love you. Hey. I know you're listening to us, but come on, man. You need to put that much on. <laughs> but, we And that night we went to Century and we saw well, Alien right, Nation. Huh? 
And then, then we snuck oh, in and saw Die Hard. That's what I saw. Okay. I, 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 don't, I don't remember. I was talking about Die Hard. I know we saw something else, and then I went and seen in that. Whoa. I think that was Hunt for Red October. Anyway, I don't remember. But, yeah. Uh, rest in power, Brother Reg. Amazing man. And I got nothing but good fond memories of him. And he's just he was hilarious. Uh, almost killed me a couple times because I was laughing so hard when I was driving a car. But. Oh, man, he's definitely going to be missed, and as well as Sheriff Teasel, Brian Denny, awesome actor. He did plenty of good things. But uh, Zisu, anything before we get out of here? All, All right, set. everyone. Hey, we dropped a, a new episode, so you either didn't hear it yet or you're, here, or you're listening to it, to it. But, yeah, just check it out, uh, as well as um, that other new show. Oh, uh, Dynamite Debris, shout out to those guys. Uh, they got a new episode out. Do check it out. And uh, we'll be back uh, next week with a regular episode. So until then, everyone, we are out of here. Please be safe. I don't want to go into my big old rant. If you heard the last, the latest episode, you, you know what I, what I said. But just be safe out there, everyone. And uh, wash your hands. So until next time, everybody, until we come back to ESP Rewind, uh, thanks uh, again to Mike. Uh, also, br- my brother here, the Zisu. Thanks for Uh, Always coming along on this ride, and we are out of here. So until next time, everyone, uh, wash your hands, be safe, and party on.